This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be giving away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. All right, Taz and the Moose with you here. Hour number two coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Uh, Billy and James across the way. Bogish with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time. We go two hours left to play with. Kicking off hour number two, we do it in style. David Sampson joins us, baseball analyst for CBS Sports HQ, former executive with the Marlins MLB trade deadline, came and went yesterday afternoon. We'll get into all of that, into the weeds. David, good morning, brother. How are you? David, what's up? Good, good morning. How you guys doing? All right, man. We're doing well. We're doing well. You know, David, I'm sorry. Taz and I were just talking about it. Um, you know, early returns here on the one trade deadline in Major League Baseball. Like it or no? I actually did like it, but I think in the next four weeks, I'm not going to like it. So let me explain (laughs) what it caused yesterday were a ton of trades that I would call August trades previously trades that add depth to teams trades that that are really minor trades that you're doing to either take care of an injury that takes place where you need to replace that player for your playoff bound team or you're trying to add to your bench or you're trying to clear out roster spots once you are uh get into August and you're a non-competing team. And knowing that deadline didn't exist, you had teams doing that before July 31st. So it added a little bit of uh, extra work for the GMs to do yesterday. Hey, David, who would you say the uh, the big winner of the Trevor Bauer trade is? Oh, for me, it's got to be the Cincinnati Reds. Mm. Uh, they managed to decide that they were going to uh, put $18 million next year into the payroll for Trevor Bauer. Uh, they got rid of Yasel Puig, uh, who is that's an addition by subtraction. Uh, so it, it sort of takes the cancer out of the clubhouse, and you bring in a guy who definitely couldn't go back to Cleveland because of what he did. But he's a, he's a strange, different kind of guy, but not ma- not malicious in the way that Puig is in, inside a clubhouse and on the field. And you've got a, a, a owner in Cincinnati who doesn't want to rebuild, is satisfied with being in the middle, uh, and thinks that having Bauer, along with Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray, is the beginning of a good enough rotation to compete in the NL Central, which it's not. 
Um, when you look at, um, you know, the yesterday the big splash was made by the Houston Astros, who not only strengthened their bullpen, but also added Zach Greinke to the starting rotation. Uh, the Astro fan is it was smiling yesterday. He's got to be smiling this morning. What, do you love what Houston did yesterday, David? Oh, yeah. Here's why. Because when you have a good team and you've won a World Series and you've built a big farm system and you've got a great lineup and you've got a great one-two starting pitching, what do you do? You know what? You go for it. And when you have an opportunity to get Zach Renke and you got Arizona to finally pay a decent amount of his contract, so you end up signing him really to a three-year, $54 million deal. So call it $18 million a year for Zach Renke, who is a solid number three starter and will become a solid number two starter once they lose cold to free agency. And he doesn't have to carry the staff because you've got Verlander through 21. You've given away four of your best prospects, but that's what prospects are for. They are there to help you win at the major league level. It's not great to be the number one ranked farm system and never win a World Series. What fun is that? When you've got a good farm system, you use it to try to win rings. And that's what Houston did, and that's what the Yankees did not. Well, speaking of that, you know, the criticism that Cashman is facing here yesterday, today, will move forward unless this Yankee team is winning the World Series without being strengthened here, David. Do you think it's justified? It's extremely justified. It is staggering to me. Very rarely after a trade deadline are there clear winners and losers because there's a lot of wait to see. You just don't know how some of these trades will end up with prospects moving who don't develop for a year or two. You don't know how much help certain players will be when you add them to a bullpen, etc. But what a clear, clear day for the New York Yankees yesterday. They swallowed hard. They would not give in. And I've been saying it on CBS Sports HQ. The Yankees have to lose a trade before July 31st. They have to acknowledge that they're going to overpay to get a starting pitcher because by not doing that, you are guaranteeing that your team cannot win the World Series. Guaranteeing it. And that's not what you want to do on July 31st. Well, let me ask you this, David. Where's the What's the guy then? Give me the guy that, that they should have overpaid for. I mean, you, you can't give up Floreal and Garcia as the Mets tried to flip Stroman to him. You, you can't do that. Uh, you know, you want to tell me Robbie Ray? Is the difference between the Yankees, uh, you know, winning a World Series and not? Where, where's the guy? I mean, Trevor, you want to say it's Trevor Bauer? They, they should have went all out and, and gotten Bauer from the Indians. With Bumgarner not being available, where, where, the Mets are never trading Wheeler or Syndergaard to the Yankees. They, they don't want to see them help, uh, you know, especially the next two years. They want to trade <laughs> Thor to the Yankees. They don't want to do that. Make the Mets over win a trade for one time. Let the Wilpons win a trade and overpay to get Stroman overpay to get Bauer. They're going to be helpful. You know, Syndergaard make an attempt to try to pry him loose before he pitches the night before the deadline, which he did. Make an attempt to give in. You can give up Clint Frazier and a prospect or two to get Robbie Ray. You have no choice but to do it because you're looking at before Cashman found out about Greinke, you're talking about Verlander and Cole facing off against Tanaka and Herman or Tanaka and Hap or Tanaka and Paxton. At best, well, the Yankees hope you, it's Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> right? you, you've got to well, hope it's not happening. Yeah, really. That's, I agree. That's true. <laughs> you know, you guys are laughing, but they're crying in the Bronx because no. oh, yeah. it is a bad day <laughs> well, when those tears. players get to the clubhouse, right? And what really happens in the real world is those players, they know that they ha- are in first place, that they've done enough with all the injuries that they've overcome 
would put themselves in a position where you need your front office to have your back. You need the reinforcements to be brought in. And they get to the clubhouse today, and they look around, and they see the same group, and they have to pretend everything's great. And they all have the lines that came from above, which says, hey, we've got what we need in here. You heard Aaron Boone say it. I look around. This is a championship club. Brian Cashman, we've got what we need. We're going to have two deadline additions in Severino and Batances. You've got everyone on point. But those players, they're not on point because they look at that front office and say, you let us down. You're listening to uh, CBS Sports Radio. Listen to Taz and Moose. Our special guest right now is David Sampson, MLB analyst for CBS Sports HQ. Hey, Dave, um, so we mentioned Zeller, uh, uh, Wheeler, I should say, a second ago there. Why do you think guys like Zach Wheeler and, and Mike Minor, Vasquez, ended up staying put? Well, it's different reasons for each. Let's start with Zach Wheeler. There was no reason in the world for him not to get traded, but I know exactly what happened. The ownership of the Mets said, you know what? We traded for Stroman. We're going to be looked at as buyers if we don't trade anyone else. If we do trade other people, we're going to look like we don't have a plan and we're doing both buying and selling. Let's not do that. Let's try to see if we can get hot and get into the playoffs this year. And if we can't, we know that we've got a good rotation, even if we lose Wheeler going into 2020. But it didn't address the fact that their team as a whole and the way it's operating, it's just not working well. And to think that you're going to come back from their position under 500 this late to, to jump over all those teams and actually make the playoffs is unrealistic. But I get it. I used to think that way, too. But it's just not going to work. But Vasquez for Pittsburgh, they should have traded him because they had a chance to get better. Right. Because bullpen arms are inconsistent. It is very rare that a bullpen arm is going to be good year in, year out, year in, year out. And you have to trade a guy at his max value. You saw the Marlins do that when they traded Zach Gallen, a young pitcher, and they got Arizona's number one prospect. Mm. Zach Gallen will never be worth more than he was yesterday. Nick Anderson to the Tampa Rays. The Marlins did another great job. He'll never be worth more. That's the goal at the deadline is to maximize your players, sell at the high, and the Pirates lost that opportunity. You know, did uh, you know a, a team that their bullpen's been awful since the All Star break? How about what the Atlanta Braves were able to do? You know, Shane Green headline in the list, but adding some relievers to help out that bullpen. What a great job! You know, the only thing I took issue with is that they're actually paying Melanson's contract, which is a complete overpay. But the Braves had been criticized both inside their clubhouse and by their fans and media that they had a lot of money left to spend. They have a lot of outside stadium revenue uh, with all the, uh, the, the things that have been built around their new ballpark, SunTrust Stadium. And so they said, you know what, we have an opportunity to spend here and help us in an area of need. And having a strong bullpen is their only hope of beating the Dodgers. And they got lucky that the Dodgers did not help their bullpen. I think the Braves were tremendous winners at the deadline, bringing in Shane Green. And don't forget Chris Martin, who is uh, – under the radar, six foot eight journeyman who's just having a good year, and that's really what you want in a bullpen. You want to trade for someone who's hot. Hey, Dave, what about Cleveland? What about the Indians? I mean, do you feel that a favorite now in the AL Central? You know, after the Twins were you know quiet at the deadline. So they're not favored by me. I don't know who they're favored by. The Twins have a better lineup. You know, you can say that they brought in Puig and Reyes. Reyes is a good DH who right, uh, right. brings negative defense to their outfield but certainly brings right-handed power, which they needed. And Puig does bring a right-handed bat, but all the other things that Puig brings, to me it's worth a negative one or two wins as opposed to a positive. And then they traded away pitching and didn't really replace it, counting on Corey Kluber getting healthy, counting on 
uh, Shane Bieber. I was about to call him Justin Bieber. Counting on Shane Bieber continuing um, uh, uh, to ascend into a number one or two starter and hoping that Carrasco comes back from his terrible health issue and Salazar. I just don't agree with doing that. You don't take pitching away from a playoff team. You try to add pitching to it. We're talking to David Sampson, uh, MLB analyst for CBS Sports HQ. You know, David, you were you know, ultra critical of the Yankees. Are you just as critical of the Dodgers? Uh, I'm not just as critical of them because they've made it to the World Series twice, but I caution Andrew Friedman and the rest of the Dodgers, if they lose to the Astros or the Twins or the Yankees or anybody in the World Series, uh, they're dangerously close to being the Buffalo Bills. Hey, 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 I'm a Bills fan here. Slow down, Dave. Well, let me explain what I mean by that. Slow down, slow down there, buddy. No, but as, no, as a joking, Giants fan who thinks about Super Bowl 25 every day of his life, let me just point out what the Bills did is unbelievable, making it to the Super Bowl uh, four straight times. Right, right. However, they couldn't get over the hump and even win one. And that truly is their legacy, whether you're a Bills fan or not. No, I know. I'm and joking. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. Listen, I get it. Yeah. But if the Dodgers lose three World Series in a row, that's going to be their legacy. And they needed to bridge the gap to Kenley Jansen, who is not as effective as he's been. There's something off with him. And they have an unbelievable starting staff. They, they have a great lineup, great experience, great versatility, great bench. Their bullpen is not enough. And even if they move Maeda into the bullpen come playoff time, even if they move Bueller into the bullpen come playoff time, which I don't think they can do, they have to have them start, bullpens are what win rings in October. Not mashing in the middle of your lineup, not having unbelievable starting pitching, but that certainly helps. But at the end of the day, bullpens are the difference. You know, but, you know, staying with that Dodgers, they, they held on to, you know, their top prospects, especially their top pitching prospect, David. This kid, Dustin May, who's set to make his debut tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night for the Los Angeles Dodgers, right? Uh, I guess his nickname is Ginger Guard, right? Uh, an ode to Noah. He's got the flowing red hair, 6'5". <laughs> well, how good is this kid, Dustin May? Uh, he's great. But the question is, it is very rare you know, in 2003, we had a rookie named Dontrell Willis, who was a critical piece to us winning the World Series. For sure. The Cardinals had Adam Wainwright, who was a critical piece to winning the World Series in 06 as a, uh, the closer. So the, the, it can happen, but it doesn't happen all that often. I understand they didn't want to trade their great shortstop prospect, Gavin Lux, or Dustin May. I get it. But the Astros managed to get Granky without trading their top two prospects. And they were very. Yeah, Tucker's still a stroke. And they gave a ton of prospects in between, you know, four and ten ranking. The Dodgers could have done that as well. They could have found a package. So I just think that they became too enamored with sticking with their prospects and not realizing that they're in danger of uh, going 0 for 3. Hey, Dave, you know what I want to ask you? I want to ask you a question. Something about, not about the trade deadline, but something uh, what happened the other night with the Reds and the Pirates and, the, you know, the brawl, the big brawl they had. From a managerial, you know, from a front office perspective, I should say, what's your take on that or how would you have done with, you know, dealt with that with players? I mean, it was a pretty, I mean, you know, it was entertaining. Thank God no one got hurt, but it was, it was pretty heavy. It was a, it was, that wasn't your typical, you know, yelling at each other and the refs pulling guys, I mean, the umps up, pulling guys apart and stuff like that. This was a, it was a straight up Pier 6 brawl here. Well, let me tell you what I was doing while watching that brawl live. I was jumping through the TV pretending that I was the GM of the Cleveland Indians and I was screaming at the Cincinnati Reds 
because I've never seen it in my 18 years of running a team. When you trade a player, you call the, and it's during a game, you call down to the clubhouse manager, who then goes to the dugout, tells the manager that Yasel Puig has been traded, right. and Yasel Puig gets pulled from the game. Not after an inning, not after 10 minutes. It happens after three seconds. And the fact that Yasel Puig was still in the game is beyond shocking to me, inexcusable. And Dick Williams actually apologized, saying I, we didn't think that it would be an issue. We can't believe what bad luck we had that he was only in for a half inning extra, and then the brawl happened. Inexcusable. Mm. Chris Antonetti, the president of the Cleveland Indians baseball operations, said we were watching in disbelief. Well, I wouldn't have just been watching. I would have been on the phone. That was one takeaway. Number two is David Bell, the manager of the Reds. He did two things that are going to cost him greatly. Number one, he was ejected in the eighth inning, so he was out of the game. He then went back onto the field to be a part of the brawl. That will add a few games to his suspension. Number two. Well, hold on, wait, wait. I got to interrupt you, Dave. I mean, I mean, he is. I mean, I understand he was he was in the clubhouse. He was ejected. I got gotcha. you. But he is, you know, standing up with his team, fighting with his team. Once it breaks down into that, from an athlete's perspective, you know, you, you kind of got to be there for your guys. If the, if there's a knuckle up situation, you and I are in complete agreement. What I was simply saying is, the minute he comes on that field. It's adding some games to his suspension. Gotcha. He had gotcha. no choice but to come out of the clubhouse, but he knows very well that he's going to have a gotcha. more games suspended because of it. The second thing he did, though, he didn't have to do, and it's going to cost him games as well. Post-game interview. Or get caught in a headlock? <laughs> he did. No, he called out Major League Baseball by saying, Major League Baseball does not protect my players from Quint Hurdle and the Pirates throwing at them. So I have to protect them. Mm. I have to do what I have to do to make sure that my men are protected because MLB is doing nothing to protect me or to help my players. Yeah, that I, may be true, but you can't say it. No, that's true. I mean, and some things are better left unsaid. Just like you know, there, there's never been a purpose pitch thrown in Major League Baseball. Well, we know that's that <laughs> that happens all the time. You ask the starter after the game or the reliever after the game. Every you know, the, the baseball all, all the time it just slipped. I missed my location. I didn't have a good grip, whatever it might be. My hand was a little sweaty. I didn't get enough. T- you know, that's the thing. But yeah, you're right. I mean, sometimes better uh, things are better left unsaid. Uh, we're talking to David uh, Sampson, MLB analyst for CBS Sports HQ. Uh, David Castellanos uh, going from the Tigers to the Cubs yesterday. Uh, obviously, Chicago trying to keep open that championship window. You know, they their front office has been ultra aggressive. Do you like uh, Do you like what he could provide? The outfielder can provide going from the Tigers to the Cubs. Yeah, I do. I like that platoon with Schwarber, and I think that that's an important pickup. I think it could have been closer to an August pickup, uh, and they had to take on an extra month of his salary instead of getting him later on into August and having him for a shorter period. But that's an important sort of depth piece who could become you know a platoon player and probably will be a platoon player. I like him. He needed to get out of Detroit. Detroit held him for probably a year to a year and a half too long. So the return they got on that asset was less than what they should have gotten because they've got to realize that they can't win with Miguel Cabrera making as much money as he's making as part of their payroll and his ineffectiveness now because of injury and age. So they had to have gotten rid of him earlier and just never pulled the trigger for a reason I'll never know. And that's, you know, trading Shane Green was another example, very smart move. They're not going to compete during his years of control. So get him to Atlanta, get back a good prospect, and move right along. 
All right, as we sit here on this August 1st, David, you think the clear favor in the American League is Houston, right? You know, I preseason, I, you know, I, I, I must tell you that I got a call uh, in March from the Astros who told me that on July 31st they were going to trade for Greinke. So I actually chose the Astros over the Dodgers in the World Series preseason, and I'm going to stick to that pick. Wait a second. Hold on a second. In March, I'm you kidding. Get... Oh, I'm not... <laughs> ah, there you go. All right. <laughs> I'm my hey, Dave, listen. It's a little. Da- David, David, it's a little tough to tell when you're kidding. Let's be honest. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> I love you're that. You, I know you do. You got that much the same. You got that stern management yeah, thing going on. Very much. I feel like I'm talking to my boss. <laughs> oh my <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh my God. I don't want to be either of those things to you. Uh, David, uh, you know, you mentioned about prospects. Final one here is that uh, you know the. The baseball fan always loves the prospects in the system, right? Their guy coming up through it, um, you know, especially if those guys develop into stars. From your perspective, you mentioned in terms of being critical of the Yankees and then the Dodgers holding on to their guys, the Astros, even though they didn't trade their top two guys, trade a lot of guys in their top ten, four of them. Um, you know, are, when you know, for an organization, is there ever a guy that you deem untouchable? I mean, it, you know, is that something where it's really kind of changed with, you know, Control player control being so key when you look at what you look at young stars in Major League Baseball. The game's gotten a lot younger as we've moved along here. Look at how young the the National League All Star team was. So has the perspective of front offices completely changed here in terms of the way they look at their farm system and looking at pieces as being guys that are unmovable? It has, and here's I'm going to give you three stories very quickly. Uh, there have been untouchable prospects and systems the, since I got into baseball in 2000. I'm going to take you all the way back and give you some names that will make you smile. We tried to trade for a guy from the Red Sox named Will Middlebrooks. Yeah. Will Middlebrooks is now with me at CBS Sports HQ, a career 230 hitter who never really had a career because of injury. And he was untouchable. We couldn't get him. Anaheim Angels. Alfredo Amazica and Jeff Mathis. Remember those names? I do, yes. Untouchable. Untouchable. You couldn't offer Hanley Ramirez at his peak and access Jeff Mathis or Alfredo Amazica. Stanton. You know, these guys, Stanton couldn't access Bellinger. That worked out for the Dodgers. We couldn't, we didn't allow anyone to access Stanton. That worked out for the Marlins. But for everyone who we said we wouldn't trade, there was someone who we wouldn't trade who didn't work out. So that's still going to happen here. Prospects are still 50-50, no matter their pedigree. The Dodgers, it is very rare that both Lux and May will be above-average all-star major league players. It's possible, but not definite. The Yankees, we thought Andujar, Glaber Torres, these guys were coming in above-average superstars. Well, now, how many of us talk about Andujar a year later? Well, nobody with him being hurt, right. But that's, but that's whether it's hurt, which is Will Middlebrooks, or lack of production and performance and becoming who you didn't think they'd become, which is Mathis becoming a no-hit, unbelievably great defensive catcher who's been in the league 15 years, but still not who they thought he would be as a front-line guy. So my point is it is rare that these prospects end up being exactly what you think they're going to be. So when you have a chance to help your team and help them now and you've got a window to win, that's your job. Your job is to win at the major league level, not to develop the most prospects. 
David Sampson, baseball analyst, CBS Sports HQ. David, we appreciate the time. Always do. Great talk a little baseball with you. And yeah. Enjoy your rest of your Thursday, all right? Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, man. Hey, have a great day, guys. Thank you got it. Always does a good job. And yeah. he's right. I mean, ran through some names there, but also gave you, you know, Bellinger with the Dodgers, Stanton with the Marlins. Mm. I mean, there are guys, uh, but there are a lot of prospects, Taz, that are very well thought of that fizzle out for a number. Of, I mean, every reason, every guy, the, the reason why they fizzle is, a little bit different, but there are guys, plenty of guys of names that were well thought of at one point in time that had little to no major league career. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you see it in other sports too. Basketball yeah. players come out of college or, you know, uh, football players come out of college, you know, and it fizzles out. Uh, you know, it happens in wrestling too, believe it or not. Even though it's entertainment, it's a show, uh, some guys, they, they come into WWE or whatever, and it just doesn't work out like you think it's going to work out. I mean, uh, but, yeah, it happens with prospects for sure in baseball a lot. I, I do think because of all the games and everything that's going on, moving parts, there's so many in baseball. There really <laughs> Such is. Such a huge business, man. A little it's, bit, it's you know crazy. what, but a, a little bit different when you look at baseball as compared to the NFL or, you know. A little bit I, different. I mean, yeah. it's similar to the National Hockey League because they've got that, you know, minor league system, right? Mm. There's no minor league system in the NFL. Like the junior hockey and all. Right, right, right. right, right. right. In, in the NBA, they've developed it a little bit with, you know, the G League, D League, whatever. But, um, you know, the, the, it's there for a little bit. It doesn't have the history with baseball. I mean, you're talking about a big financial commitment. You brought up wrestling, which is a fair one, because you'll see guys that like are in are, NXT. That, yeah, that or, are wrestling or, or, in, yeah, in or, smaller circuits right, right, and right. trying to kind of game and, WWE, gain yeah. a foothold. It changes. And, it's right. Different. It changes. And yeah. you evolve, and then you could target somebody that right. you think has got, you know, star or certainly WWE written yeah. all over him yeah. or her. Yeah. And then they're given that opportunity, and some succeed, and obviously some. There have been many that have fizzled. With baseball or whatever sport or wrestling, you know, it's like you're in a smaller system, minor league system, junior hockey, or you're working in WWE and you work for NXT, and now you go to WWE, or you're in the and you go to the NHL, or you go to Major League Baseball. Now you're a big fish, small pond. Yeah. You know, when you're big fish, small, I'm sorry, you're small fish, big pond, I should say. But when you were a big fish, small pond, it's like our business. It's like someone being in radio, and they, they do a great job in a smaller market. You know, they, and no knock on the smaller markets, and then they come to a bigger market. Not all guys or girls succeed in radio or TV when they come into a bigger market. No, you know, it's a little bit different. You know, it is uh, pressures on totally a little different. bit different. Yeah. Certainly, the expectations, the focus. Yeah, um, it, it is a tad different. So, I mean, it's you know, uh, not everybody flourishes like you and I. You do no, realize that? No, blossom like a blossom's rose. a better word. Like a rose. And that David Sampson body ripped the Yankees. Oh man. I know. What, what am I going to do? I just laid out. I, I understand. <laughs> I felt he, bad for you a little bit. It why was, do you? Why do you feel bad? He's, you know, because he's got that. He's got that delivery, and he took a shot at my bills. That was unacceptable. Well, it's fair. I mean, the Dodgers. It was are, a pretty Dodgers, good analogy. At one point pretty, in time, the Dodgers got to win a World Series. It, it was a pretty good. They haven't won a World Series in thirty years. When he They're said, worried about Dustin I, I know, May and I know Lux. You're right. <laughs> when he said the words Buffalo Bill, I was like, what? I, Why is? Samson talking about the Buffalo Bills, but then I didn't realize why. Why? Well, he, Just he took a shot at the Yankees, took a shot at the Dodgers, really compared to the, the Bills. Bills. And then the Mets, he said basically it made no <laughs> sense why they didn't trade Wheeler. <laughs> he ripped all our teams. Ah, right. He was talking about all the Redskins day. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's too easy. Yeah, that's like basically <laughs> right. That's like putting <laughs> the ball up on a tee. <laughs> exactly right. It's Taz and the Moose on this Thursday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 
listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Certainly are on a Thursday morning. We're taking it right up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 Pacific, 855-212-4227. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Taz and the Moose, at official Taz, at Mark Malusis with a C. And remember to download that podcast each and every day, uh, radio.com and, uh, and Apple Podcasts. So you can, or wherever you download your podcast, certainly you can do yeah. that. You know, that's what uh, a lot of people say. I say the same thing wherever you, uh, for my wrestling podcast, the Taz Show, like wherever you get your podcast. And it's weird. I mean, it's the right thing to say, but I always wonder, does that cover, like whenever I say it, or I just heard you say it, and you hear so many people say it, does it cover like every podcast provider? Like every podcast platform, I should say. That's what needs uh, to be know. found out by some people that work here. Yeah, I, I I don't know that answer. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. So. Okay. Fair. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. No, I don't know. I'm all I, I don't know. I, I always wonder. That's so I weird. Yeah. I mean, you know I, I mean? know. Like, I don't, I don't it's know. It's such an easy way to promote something. Yeah. Hey, man, listen to yeah. Taz and Moose podcast. Listen to Taz show. Listen to Monzo and Moose is it Musa Monza? What do you guys call your Naira deal? Uh, no, it's, uh, well, it, it changes. The name changes based on oh, the meat good. that's going that's on. good branding. Um, by the way, no, I thought no, of it's, it's sponsored by Naira. Well, it's the Triple Crown Series, or it's Saratoga, or it's the Breeders' Cup. I thought of yes, I'm driving, driving back. Southern calories. Back to the Casa, you know, from here, right, to the compound. And it's your house. Traffic, yeah, correct. Traffic is insane, yeah. right? And I'm over there in Queens, but I'm near the Nassau County borderline. Where do I see a gigantic horse trailer? Naira. A huge. Yeah. It's going to Belmont. Yeah, yeah. I guess they were either going to drop horses off, pick them up. Yeah, I the transport. See. Huge, huge. I had. I don't know how. There had to be, geez, had to be not eight or nine horses in this thing. Yeah, they do that, it was yeah. big, big, big yeah. Naira. Looks pretty cool, I thought of you. On the East Coast. No, that's I was the... trying to catch up to see if you were driving it. No. Yeah. Hey, Moose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine. He's got his new car. He's got this new car. I got a new Naira truck. Yeah, Taz, yeah, yeah. I think a trailer. I got horses here. <laughs> Those guys get paid well, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they drive all over, man. They well, drive yeah. All over Sometimes the, the horses are worth more than uh, everyone oh, in this room combined. That's a great point. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and, that, and that's also true. That's very true. <laughs> I mean, no, but I'm anyway, not even yeah. just talking about them. I'm talking about their, uh, well, you know what I mean. I know what you're saying. But I, no, I did think he, uh, you know, I don't normally think of anyone just like you that when I leave here, ever. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> no. no, but anyway, no. So I saw the big Naira uh, truck. Is that well, bad? When I see that. a Naira truck, I think of no, you. No, no, no. That's a good thing. Yeah, I'm you love it. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah, it's Andrew, great. is that bad that you see a you know a horse <laughs> racing truck? Did you bet the over under on its arrival time? <laughs> <laughs> I no. didn't. Maybe the guy next to me did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not. I wonder who they were transporting. I don't know, but it was. It might have been empty. I didn't see actual horses. I know it was a huge trailer. <laughs> it might have been mine though. On his way Monzo. to Disney. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Can I borrow the no, trailer? He's already yeah. down at Disney. Oh, he's down there. Right? Yeah, he's down there in Disney. Wow, look at that. He's been there since uh, he left Saturday. So he's been there since he uh, he stopped in Georgia, mm. and then he texted me Sunday morning when they were five miles outside of Disney. Took a picture, sent me a photo. Wow, that's true friendship. When you're on vacation and you, you text. Yeah, we've texted you back and forth awesome. over the trip. He, yeah, he's love, having a great love, time. Loving friendship. You guys oh, have, he's a good man. No, but yeah, well, he's all right. But here's the thing, though. Like, so, <laughs> no, here's no monster your guy. No, he, what does he have now? Seven kids? Eight? What no, does he six have? kids. He's got six kids. So when you go to Disney and you got six kids, I, I got to be honest. That's not a vacation. That's they, work. They, that's they, work I'll tell too. you, him and Jade, they have it down pat. Do you happen to know how old his oldest is? 
I think only like think, nine, right? I think called oh, nine. Lord. Yeah. I thought maybe he had a, a a kid that was a little bit older that could like twelve, thirteen, like a, like like a, a help, second, like a half a parent, like another parent. Yeah. No, no, no. Just a little help. No, <laughs> he's in. No, <laughs> he no, he's only. Yeah, I think Colton's only about nine. All right. He's, yeah, he's about two and a half years older than Jackson. Gee whiz, man. So they, they love it, huh? They don't care. They go down there. And Dude, they, they love it. With all those kids. They love man. it. Mm. They love it. Wow. They, the kids love it. They love it. They do a great job with it. Oh, I mean, great people. Great no, parents. That's is. awesome. Yeah, that's, it's fun. They have a great time. And they go every single year and drive down every single year. That's it's awesome. crazy. Yeah, that it's is crazy. crazy. I mean, they do have planes. And they're down but, for 13 yeah. days. But, I mean, that's cheaper. I mean, you're, if you're, if you're well, buying those. Kids. You're buying that many plane tickets. You I have mean, a lot of money. Guys, yeah. that's eight plane tickets. I know. If I had. There and back, I mean, I'd that, rather drive as well. I'd rather get the transit. I would need eight first-class seats. So I just, at that point, if I had that many kids, I would just charter a plane. But the fries on Main Street are great. They are. Back in the day, they were. I told you the story. It's a true story. Yes. I, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, it's a true story. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. They that used to have it. I, right, did you not that, look into this, sir? We did look into it and at the time. Did I lie or did I tell the truth? No, but the relationship ended with them and McDonald's like 12 years ago. I haven't been that there in a while. The, I haven't been there in a while. That was the point. That was funny. the point of the My time. wife was saying the other day, she goes, now that you know, our son is older and we, we should go to Disney, her and I. You guys should. Yeah, and you know, we always thought about that. You know, because it's, it. it's a little bit of a diff, no, different vacay. I know, it's great. Without, Donna and I you know, went before we before had kids. You, oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, really? It was amazing. We had a great time. You always see adults without a, kids there. Yeah. I, I laugh at them. Like, what are these people? Are these no, Epcot, Epcot at night, walking the countries, and, you know, having a couple of drinks. Yeah, go to Mexico. Food. Yeah. I don't love, I don't. Dude, uh, the Mexican, the restaurant at the Mexico gimmick with the little boat is phenomenal. The, the food there is unbelievable. In Canada. Canada, the, the steak well, the they have, the steakhouse, right? Yeah, the you've steakhouse had, you've had it, right? Oh. Yeah, the steakhouse is oh, good at Canada. Tremendous. What's it called? Las. I don't remember. Um, I've yeah. been there in a while. If you haven't noticed, but no, it, it, <laughs> we didn't go. Yeah. No, we didn't go to Mexico. Somebody in our party had a bad experience in Mexico with the food. I won't. I won't say it. I think I'm sure it, it was a while back. It was Monzo? Uh, no, no, it was not Monzo. <laughs> Hey, have you been to the Me- to Mexico over there? Um, I don't you know, remember being. There. I know, I know. Why? I don't know why. Yeah, Japan's okay. J. Paul at France is listen, fantastic. Listen, uh, Japan restaurant, the Japanese restaurant, the uh, the main one, it's Menza Menza. I, I've been to Japan, the real Japan. Well, I am. Well, it's a little <laughs> so, bit. I understand. The real one. You know what I mean? Understand. Like so. Well, it's a Japanese steakhouse. It is, but it's not as good as other Japan. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Japan. It's not. yeah, I'm sure it's not as good as but, Japan. But no, anyway, I hope not. I, the beer is great. The beer is good. Sapporo Jones. Yes, Sapporo is Kieran. very good. Kira, Kieran's also very good too. Yes. Yeah, Kieran's I'm good. I'm more beer. tending to to like the Sapporo. I like Sapporo too. Yeah, yeah the uh, Kieran's, very Kieran's very good. good. It is good. Um, Stop Andrew. over in England, the pub there, great Ooh, beer there. Yes, I had a Boddington's there. Are you familiar with yes, this beer? Yes, yeah, you I had a Boddington. Yeah. Yes. yes. You ever have that, Andrew? You drink beer? I drink beer, do you not get, Boddington's. Do you get checked? you get ID'd? What do you get? No, not anymore. Sir, is that no, a fake I beer? show my bald spot. That's good enough. They're going to say something else. You ever had a Boddington? I have not. Oh, it's good. They sell warm? No, no, they come no, warm. It's not warm. No, it's not like Guinness. It's not Guinness, exactly. You open the Boddington. You guys, hey, James, you ever had a Boddington? You look like a beer guy. I have not. He looks like he drinks a lot of beer. I do. I could tell. Yeah, he enjoys himself. Yeah, he's, he's like a roadie from McTowell. He is. He's, <laughs> a... <laughs> Today he's your roadie. <laughs> That's what he is. That's I'm, really into, I'm really into White Claw now. i got to be honest with really? you. Really? Yeah. The seltzer? Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, That's God. good stuff. Got one in my fridge right now White waiting Claw's, for me at home. White Claw is very good. Is it good? I, I've seen I know what it is. I never yeah, had it's very, it. Yeah, it's good. It's like a mild. Like, what is it? Vodka in there? Mild. 
it's, it's, just like a, it's like yeah, a fruit mild. flavored seltzer with a little kick in it. Yeah, it's very mild. You can't. It's not as strong. I'm well, shocked I'm a manly by man. this. Like, yeah. not, yeah, fresh, James Hughes yeah. looks very I manly. I would have pegged Griselda for a guy that stabs someone that drinks White Claw, not actual drinks. James White Claw. Looks like he's like more of a Bud Light guy. Or Bud guy. Oh, White Claw, truly. There's yeah. a no, uh, now. Oh, there's a number of uh, seltzer, spiked seltzers out there. During the winter, I would never be caught dead with one. But, yeah, I know, don't. It's nice out. You want it? So you want something a little airy, a little fresh? Yeah, drink a Heineken light. light. You want something light well, in the summer? But, but so it's not, I drink, but drink it, an Amstel. It refreshes you and gets you where you need to go. Well, hopefully he's not driving, just pounding down well, white no claws. No one's talking about drinking and he driving. He said he gets where he's got to go. I mean, it wasn't a geographical it, reference. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for picking up on that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can I call you by your real name when we're putting you in your place? Mike oh DeRuke. Yeah. yeah, that's my real name. Like Mike My DeRuke. God, don't get Todd. behind the car. That's well, I just want to make sure. Them. I don't want to, you know, I mean. You know, I think just, I understand. When I you say everyone... get where you got to go, I'm thinking, this, you know, make sure, listen. Yeah, he means James, hammered. When you're pounding that white buzz, get yourself an Uber. I don't know well, how to drive. I think we're, I think <laughs> we're all responsible adults. Actually, Mikey B picks him up. I'm talking about if, you're, if there's a purpose to drinking. I know, I know. But you, I, Moose, I didn't know you were well versed on all the um, kind of lighter type of drinks, like light. They also make a spiked um, Arnold Palmer. I've seen that. Really? Yeah. Well, spiked root beer is the way to go. If we're gonna have man, this conversation. I don't drink that stuff, man. If I'm gonna drink, I drink beer or I drink scotch or cognac. Mm. That's it. That's spiked how root I beer too sugary. Headache very quickly. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. I can't do the spiked root beer. See, I don't do any of that. Stuff. Natural Light has this strawberry lemonade beer right now. Love it. Drink it all the time. Nat- oh. Natural Light is that's probably one of the cheaper beers, right? Well, it's a Natty Light. Natty. It's Natty like light. new yes. for the summer. Strawberry lemonade plus beer. Natty Light Delicious. was the go-to up at Syracuse. It's still the go-to at college campuses. Yeah, I have cost a son. A lot. Trust me. Cheap. <laughs> I know. It's Get to where you six bucks for fifty. Yeah, Get to where you where you want to <laughs> go, which is Buzz Taz. Yeah, no, I know. Not in your vehicle. Drive. Yeah, don't drive. Just walk. Yes. Right. Andrew, take it away. Oh please. sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> before Zach Greinke went from Arizona to Houston at the deadline yesterday, the biggest trade was the three-way between Cincy, Cleveland, and San Diego. Trevor Bauer, the headliner there, moving across Ohio to the Reds. On Bauer's way out the door, manager Terry Francona said he was worried about the lasting impact of Bauer heaving the ball over the center field fence in frustration on Sunday. Uh, Well, I'm not on the team, and so none of that really matters. So believe what you will. So after brushing off that question, Bauer actually went into the stands and that? watched that was... part of the Indians' 10-4 defeat <laughs> yeah. to the Astros last was... night. Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah, that, yeah. Unbelievable. That guy is just, he is a unique dude, man. He is a little bit different. But yeah. as, as Samson said, not different in a bad way. No, no, I agree, different. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Garrett Cole hate each other. I didn't know that. Yes, hate each other. They're teammates at UCLA. Uh, Garrett Cole was a first-round draft choice at the Yankees coming out of high school and decided to go to UCLA. What if they know Josh Rosen? No, it's just too old. Yeah, too old. yeah. But good call. Maybe on a recruiting. I think trip. Rosen was ten. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Rosen. I mean, we're going. Oh, yeah. Maybe not ten. Maybe it was about twelve. All right. I believe in. I believe in connecting stories. Even though he, he was a kid, not maybe going they knew on a recruiting Cinder. trip. Nope. Right. Lou Alcindor. Different. <laughs> All right, you know time what? Oh, right, here we go. What? Bill Walton. All right, here we go. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> was John Wooden their coach, too? No. no. You, wait a second. Wait a second. Be Don't be so sensitive. You bring up the idea of connecting storylines. Connecting... I'll be over here if you need me on the corner. Uh, <laughs> uh, baseball games last night. The Rays, an 8-5 win at Fenway. Then Carmelo. The... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Carmelo from Syracuse, Moose? No? Oh, I asked Moose no. the other day if you knew Dave Lappin. 
He's he, 32 years older than me. <laughs> Ever take a class with Jim Brown up I mean, there? Or no? Jeez. I did with Pearl Washington, God oh, rest his soul. Moose God. cutting his teeth doing Jim Brown lacrosse games at <laughs> Syracuse exactly on right. WAE. Right. Good job, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the Rays won at Fenway 8-5. The A's losing at home to the Brewers 4-2. So Tampa Bay jumps Oakland for the second wild card spot for the moment. Seattle's six-game win streak ends in Texas 9-7. The Cubs 2, the Cardinals nothing in St. Louis. They are even again atop the NL Central and the Giants, 5-1 winners in Philadelphia. Football returns tonight, kind of. The Hall of Fame game in Canton. It's the Broncos and Falcons, and it's the very first game Vic Fangio will work as a head coach. I hope I don't forget something that I need to do, you know, from an organizational standpoint. Um, I might, but I'm pretty good at not sweating the little stuff. The Broncos went with the 60-year-old <laughs> Fangio this winter, while the rest of the league leans towards younger head coaches. Or anyone who knows, you know, the Rams coach. Right. He's right. been an assistant yeah. for four <laughs> right. decades. Joe Flacco will not play tonight for the Broncos. Kevin Hogan starts instead. And the MLS All-Stars. Well, hold on a Who's locked in here? Are you guys going to watch this game tonight? <laughs> Yes, uh, no, I actually, maybe. I, I, I probably will. No yeah. Mets, no Yankees. Mets no. were playing this afternoon in no. Chicago against the White Sox, so I probably will tune out for a little bit. I'll watch a little bit. I'm going to watch a little bit of football. Game, we'll sure. watch all four quarters. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. I got things to do. I'm very busy. Huh. <laughs> got not seltzer and drink. It has to do with just lack of interest in watching it in the Besides fourth that. quarter. That means I mean, better uh, things to do. That's you have true. AC yeah. again yet, Tess? Excuse me? You have AC again yet? Oh, yeah. No, my, uh, my guy came yesterday, fixed it all up. Okay, uh, good. It was actually an electrical issue with one of the, uh, I have seven units. Right. So one of the outdoor units, they're massive units. One of your substations so, was yeah, down? So, yeah. yeah, so they're massive. They're, we had a, then he had a, Cut the lock on the barbed wire, a, a lock on, this whole big thing. So anyway, it, it was an electrical thing. It shorted out. That's what happened. I had some kind of a surge. You know, with all the storms you've had, mm. I had some kind of a surge with a couple of different uh, things outside my house. We have like a small pool house that has power. That surged out. So something, I don't know what happened. I don't yeah. know if like my house got hit by lightning. I don't know what happened. But we had some kind of electrical thing a couple of days ago. So he was able to fix it. He was able to fix it, yeah. And uh, it wasn't a lot of money. He didn't charge us a lot. Oh, good. But I know him a long time, so he Very did nice. the right thing. But here's the problem, real quick. I just have to say this. My fault, Moose. Oh, what's the matter? We got to go to break. Uh, because we're coming up. Because uh, we got... Sorry. Uh, that, yeah. That's never happened on the show where I no. got cut down. Hey, we got to go to break. Can I tell? Am I allowed to tell the story on the other side? It's yeah, a funny story. Tell, yeah, we just have to get to break. Right, otherwise, we're just not going to have any sorry. time. Uh, Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio is toll-free live, brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Uh, so, Taz, you're telling yeah. a story about your AC. Correct, sir. I was because it had to be fixed. It was an issue. So, my guy came in. I know him a long time. But the thing is, like, he's a great guy. Right, Greg, I know him. I probably know him 15 years. Lives in our town, right? Good guy. You know, my son, his son played sports together when they were younger and all this stuff, you know. Anyway, the thing with him, though, okay, he's got to give you the play-by-play on everything he's working on with hmm. the unit. You know, like one yeah, of those yeah. guys. He means well. But I'm like, bro, look. And he's like telling me, well, you got to go. This is the problem with the voltage on this. Uh, take the volt. He shows me 
Every, he's a, he owns his own business. So he's got like three guys who work for him. He owns his own like AC and boiler company. So, you know, Central Air and all that stuff does commercial and, and, and um, residential <clears throat> homes, you know. Uh, Good. So he's got a successful business. He is. He's successful. Business. He does. But, but it's only got a couple of guys work. So he's out in the field doing work. Like he's not sitting in an air conditioned office. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, dude, everything he does, he's giving you the play by play on <laughs> everything. It's and draining. I, it is. I can't just like hang out in the house where he's outside work because I know him. I'm not going to hang out. I haven't seen him in like two years. So you're, you're I go and I just, yeah, just talk to him. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, While he's working. I figure we're talking about whatever, how the kids are evolving and growing well, up. You learn something about your house, right? How everything works. I, I know a lot now about AC units. Nice. Uh, yeah, I really feel like I could go work for an air conditioning company right now. So you, he <laughs> rectified it to where he fixed it, and you he will did. no longer have that problem. He did. Well, oh, good. Right. It should or do you be. have to call somebody else? I'm going to give you some advice. No, we're good. I'm going to give you advice he gave me. All kidding aside, whoever has central air out there, listen. My guy knows. Make sure you change your vents in the house. What he exchanges, clean, put a new vent in. They're, they're cheap. Buy them at Home Depot or whatever. Every year. You know, every, the filter. The filter. Yeah, not every vent, six the months. Filter. Yeah, that's, that's even better. Yeah. A lot of people don't do it, and it's I, we didn't. We always change it. We had an electrical issue, but that's some good advice I want to give to anybody out there with central air. Okay, did you ch- you didn't change? It. No, no, we did. My, my <laughs> wife always reminds me. No, we did. Honestly, that's funny. <laughs> I forget. She remembers. She, you got to change. I know. Nah, I know. It's a pain in the butt. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. moves. We come back to three. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.